안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Yeah, today already last day of this month. Wow. Uh, today I'd like to talk about God's ideal family and the kingdom of peaceful ideal world one from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. God's ideal family and the kingdom of the peaceful ideal world one. This was the path to win the natural subjugation of Satan, which means to have Satan surrender voluntarily. What is the secret to accomplishing this? This can happen only by the power of true love, by loving our enemies more than we love our own children. Was there ever a time when God, as our true father and true mother, could rejoice with human beings, enjoying the natural bonds of parent and child? Has God enjoyed even a year of comfort with his children? knowing that what he created was good? The answer is no. God has not enjoyed this even for one hour. And has anyone been able to comfort God in this pain? Again, no. Because no one knew the reason for his unbridgeable gap between God and humankind. No one has known why God and humanity are in such a tragic circumstance. The biblical account of Cain and Abel reveals the beginnings of human conflict right in Adam's family. It provides the archetype for humankind's unending history of struggle, war, and conflict. We are conflicted on many levels, beginning with the war between the mind, the body and mind within each individual, extending to wars between nations and culminating in the global conflict between materialism and theism. Extreme selfish individualism threatens our prosperity even today. We deem young people to be the hope of humanity, holding the promise of the future yet drugs and free sex enslave them. Advanced countries seem to believe that material goods are all that matter. They recognize only their own interests while ignoring the misery of tens of thousands who die of starvation every day. Yeah. Uh, due to the fall, God lost the ownership and right of lineage. For that reason, God has never had the time to see Adam and Eve become true father and true mother of mankind to welcome them with joy and to be pleased with them. God has led providence for 6,000 years since the fall of Adam and Eve, and so far, he has never met anyone. He has never met anyone who can console and comfort God's pain for even an hour, let alone a year. How much do you comfort each day for the sake of a sorrowful God? Is it one minute? Is it 10 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? In the end, God also finds a person who recognizes him, thinks of, of him, and comfort him. So that's why we have to be a really filial son. Filial son is always a need to recognize a parent's situation and then always console him and comfort him, think about him and recognize him. You know, dad is a filial son. That's why, you know, to become filial son and daughter, do we have that kind of attitude? How much we spend time to console him and comfort him and recognize him and think about him and love him? The biblical account of the Cain and Abel reveals the beginning of the human conflict right in Adam's family. We are conflicted on many levels, right? Beginning with the, the war between body and mind 
within uh, each individual extending towards uh, between nation and uh, culminating in the global conflict between materialism and theism. Extreme selfish individualism threatens our you know, prosperity even today. We deem young people to be hope of the humanity, holding the promise of the future, yet drugs and free sex enslave them. My brothers and sisters, advanced countries seem to believe that material goods are all that matter. They recognize only their own interest while ignoring the misery of the tens of thousands who die of starvation every day. No one could have imagined that God's 6,000 years providence of suffering laid the foundation for true parents to pay indemnity on behalf of all mankind and achieve victory on the cosmic level. True parents' hardships and sacrifices and victories will show their true value only after many years have passed. Living divine principle, uh, you know, uh, eschatology and the human history. Let's just start. Human history. We dwell in ignorance of history, uncertain about its origin, the direction in which it is heading, and its final destination. Concerning eschatology or the doctrine of the last days, many Christians believe literally what is written in the Bible, the heavens and the elements will melt with fire, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise to meet the Lord in the air. However, we must ask whether these events will take place literally or whether the verses are symbolic. To address this issue, we should first understand such fundamental matters as the purpose of God's creation, the meaning of the human fall, and the goal of the providence of restoration. Let's just study further soon. What judgment will happen at the end of the world? Today is what kind of error? Today, which is the end of the world, is the time of judgment. This is the time like when Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. Therefore, you should be the person who commits yourself to heaven and lives according to God's command. Otherwise, you will fall into the same situation as the wife of Lot, who was swept away in the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah. You must not be like Jewish worshipers and the Jews who disbelieved in Jesus. You must not concede anything to Satan and must not forget the fact that a life and death battle is, is unfolding at this very moment. Yeah. What judgment will happen in the last days? This is a time like when Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. What was the reason for destruction of the Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because of a you know, absurdity. In the last day, people will eventually perish through uh, absurdity. Therefore, the biggest problem in the last day is the issue of the fornication. If we do not solve the, this problem, we will never be able to overcome the last days. Have you graduated from the individual uh, dimension to the end of the individual level? If fornication still remains in us after knowing its meaning, it is proof that the remnants, remnants of the, uh, the, the end still remain. The way to forever overcome Satan's end is to be liberated from, you know, amnesty, uh, absurdity. The liberation of the absurdity is the true inner uh, conversion of lineage. The way to be liberated from the uh, absurdity is God's way of liberation. Therefore, today in the last day, you must entrust everything to heaven and become a person who can live according to heaven's command. 
commands. If not, you will be in the same position as a Lord's wife who was swept away in the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah. Therefore, you must not concede anything to Satan and must not forget the fact that a life and death battle is unfolding at this very moment. That's why how can we really overcome chapter 2? How can we really overcome that kind of spirit of the fornication, right? Because ancestors fall because of chapter 2. That's why I really, how can really purify my ourselves? This is a really issue. Satan, every minute, every time, every second, confirm you are my child. And always providing that of the spirit of the fornication. Oh, this is Satan. He wants to confirm. He wants to confirm his blood lineage, the chapter two blood lineage in terms of the culture, in terms of the thinking, in terms of the attitude, everywhere. How can we really graduate from that kind of environment? This is our struggling point, right, my brothers and sisters? So did you, did you graduate only the last day? You graduate last day is completely separate from Satan, divorce Satan. And then belong to God's sons and daughters means really already graduate. How many of you graduate last day? Graduate last day means separate from the spirit of chapter two and fornication. This is important. Still, we are still something remain, right? Still, some parts still remain, right? That's the real issue. That's why if we really overcome the chapter two issue, the spirit of the fornication, you already reach, reach a different dimension. Huh? Already you can surpass the top of the gross stage, really the enter the foundation of the heart. This is really, can you imagine 6,000 years Satan consciously invade? When you open the window and then wind coming, right? When you wake up, everybody's struggling with this issue. Does not matter you are old guy or young guy, you are professor or, you know, you do not know. Oh, my goodness. That's why you really have to be serious. How can really kick out that kind of chapter to spirit and then really become pure guy, pure guy. And then really God can come to you and then living together with you. Next. Time to cross the worldwide Golgotha of tears. Since this is the time of the end of the world, you must cross the worldwide Golgotha of tears. The time has long passed for you to cry for yourself, your family, or your country. God wants us to be believers who cry for the world while grasping God's will. Since there has been no believer who has been aware of God's mind and shed tears for God. We must take responsibility for this and shed tears for heaven. Otherwise, Jesus and God will shed tears once again. This is the time for us to pray like Jesus, who took responsibility for human history, to stand as a victor and fight against Satan with tears. Please, let us be pioneers of tears and make a relationship with God. Yes. Since this is the time of the end, the end of the world, you must cross the worldwide quota of tears. The time has a long past, past for you to cry for yourself, your family, or your country. God wants us to be believers who cry for the world while uh, grasping God's will. God has been working for the thousands of years and wants us to become saints who hold on to God's will and shed tears for the sake of the world. This is because God's final goal is world salvation. God's greatest concern is the total salvation. That's why you need to think of the world. 
No one missing, right? Total salvation. Doesn't matter you are black guy or white guy or yellow guy. What kind of nationality? God concern is not just only tribe, not just only nation. God's concern is the, the whole world. Whole world miss nobody missing. Total salvation. That is God's final goal. That's why God's final goal should be my goal. Total salvation, which is a world salvation. Therefore, you know, to cross the worldwide Kolkata, we must share tears of the liberation of God and the, and the salvation of the world. Not just only my nation, not just only my tribe, not just only my family to do so. We must inherit the tears that Jesus and true parents shed for the world and have the spirit of the ownership to take responsibility for the sake of the world. A filial child is someone who carries their parents to Kolkata in, in, in their state. A patriot is a person who carries the nation's Kolkata in each state. A saint is a person who carries the responsibility of the Kolkata on behalf of the world. And the divine person, divine person is someone who carries God's Kolkata in his state, right? That's why our way is very clear. Have to be a patriot, uh, have, to, have to be a filial son in the family, have to be a patriot in the nation, have to be a saint in the world, you know, have to be a divine sons and daughters in, in cosmos. Wow, our way is very, very clear. Who teaches this much clearly? Our family plays mentioned very clearly what the way, right? Very clear. Not just when you become patriot, not just when you become filial sons and daughters, you need to love the world. Not just when you love the world, including spiritual world. Huh? Even you need to liberate heavenly parents. Wow, our true parents really, really hear the Messiah. Teach us in detail, can much, very clear where to go. Very clear. Next. Where are you headed for today? Where are you headed for? Are you working for yourself? Are you working to be connected with your society or your nation? Are you working to be connected with the world? At the end of the world, we need to advance toward the direction in which everything will be connected through the worldwide ideology. Our business, our lives, our ideology, etc. Since God's deepest concern is the last day is to save the world, this uh, you know, disciples who follow true parents must carry the cross of the world like a true parents, no matter what you no matter what you do, you must think of the world salvation from one to ten. The last days are the, the, the days when all of our projects, lives, and ideologies must go first for the salvation of the world. That's why I really concerned about our second generation, third generation, our young generation. How can we show the vision for the sake of the world? Our final stage is the for the sake of the world, not just only for America. For the sake of the world. You know? Because God's concept is really thinking of the world, thinking of the old mankind. That's why we need to create not just only the, you know, how the pledge, external pledge, we really substantially create one family on the world. Global family, global citizenship, which is a Chinese citizenship. Today's youth ministry, the reason God tests mankind, very important content. I think this is really inspired me. I hope this content inspire you as well. Let's study from the Bible first. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28, the faith of a Canaanite woman. Leaving that palace, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman 
from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Oh, my goodness. This is really incredible in the Bible uh, verse. So, uh, but let's just study more details. Canaanite woman's faith and Jesus tests. A Canaanite woman came to Jesus to cure her daughter from being possessed by a demon. But Jesus said, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Seeing that he said this outwardly, he acted coldly to test her faith. But the Canaanite woman really respected Jesus, and Jesus treated her as a dog. When he treated her with condensation, such as, how can I give you, a foreign woman, the blessing that I give into Israel? How can I give bread to a dog when it's meant for a child? To put it to the extreme, the Canaanite woman was in such a position that she could misunderstand that Jesus was the same discriminatory person as the people of the world. Independent from the environment, the Canaanite woman who kept her faith and motive first. From the woman's point of view, she went to him thinking that Jesus was not the same as an ordinary Jews and would treat a stranger as the same. However, the foreign woman, the Canaanite woman, did not change her motive at all and was thorough with her motive. She answered Jesus, you are right. Even dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Regardless of how the other person treated her, she respected Jesus regardless of circumstances. And even though Jesus ignored her, she overcame the environment. What a, what a Bible story is. One of the reasons why we easily stumble in our life of faith today is when we are disappointed in Abel, whom we respect, right? If there is an incident where our Abel disappoints us, we often lose our initial motivation. However, even though the uh, Canaanite woman in the Bible was treated like a dog and ignored by Jesus, her faith in Jesus did not change at all. Despite being ignored and disappointed by Jesus, her initial her initial motive and determination to heal her demon-possessed daughter and her faith in Jesus did not change at all. Today, there are many of our seniors who, while following the path of the will, were disappointed by true parents and stumbled in the middle of the test and or left the church. When we walk the path of the faith, we are often easily become disappointed and uh, disappeared, right? However, what do we learn from this foreign woman, the Canaanite woman, is that her motivation has not changed at all. Regardless of how others treat her, she respected Jesus, regardless of the circumstances. And even though Jesus ignored her, she overcame the test and she faced. This is amazing faith. How about you? Your, your situation is like that. This 
this Canaanite woman was blessed by Jesus because she was not disappointed in the place where she would have been. And her motives did not change at all. She was, uh, you know, thorough in her motives. Amazing fate. Next. God who tests mankind's faith. Despite Jesus' ignorance, she was victorious. Her motive to heal her own child remained unchanged. And she won the victory without being governed by the results of the words of Jesus. Jesus was moved by that and said, be true to your faith. He confessed, I have never seen such faith since I came to Israel. He praised her faith. Although Jesus ignored her once, her motives and beliefs did not change. Even God sometimes ignores people in order to help them grow. He took the wife away from Abraham and made Abraham try to offer Isaac, the son he had acquired after a hundred years, as a burnt offering. Why? It was God who wanted to see how thorough the center was in the motive Abraham had in the first place. Yes. If we want to keep our first motive and first resolution, we must not become the disappointed. Even if you see your able shortcomings, don't be hurt by them. Think of Abel's shortcomings as your own and have the mindset to go further and take responsibility for Abel's shortcomings as well. However, what should we do if we find ourselves in, uh, in an environment where we cannot help but be disappointed because of Jesus or true parents? <laughs> You can overcome maybe by some ables about the test, right? How about test by Jesus, test by God, test by true parents. God always refines, okay? God always refines humans by giving them tests and trials. Therefore, you must be prepared to overcome countless trials and tests. To overcome trial of the true penalty, you must first have absolute faith in divine principle. Second, through prayer and spiritual experience, we need to absolute certainty about who true parents are. You must have the conviction, spiritual experience and evidence, thorough principles, okay? Through principles, okay? And that cannot be denied even if one uh, tries to deny true parents are the Messiah. Otherwise, when there are tests and trials, you will stumble. However, God uh, and the spirit world uh, cannot budge on those who have absolute faith, absolute love, and absolute obedience, my brothers and sisters. You know? Many people, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, you know, very difficult situation. When trial coming, okay, you know, you are able to test. You maybe you can overcome, okay, and then you, you know, sometimes uh, spiritual temptation, chapter two temptation. Maybe you can overcome, and then gradually, gradually, maybe tested by true father. Maybe you can overcome. But final test by true mother. Many senior blessed couples really dropped their faith because they could not overcome true mother's leadership. <laughs> yeah. And also another test, really many people stopped their life of faith because of the test by true children. Someone so disappointed by true children because of ooh, to this case, because of that case, all kind of case, especially many second generation follow, and then see the shortcoming of true children, so disappointed and have distance and completely left the church, no more concern. 
Even they curse unification church. Even Japan, we can see even in Japan, even in America, right? This is a test. How do you overcome test? Okay, many trials coming. You look at the, throughout the human history, you know, Noah's a test, Abraham's a test. They receive so much test and trial. Our life of faith is really challenging and overcoming. Overcoming test and trial. And then God giving you another test and trial. How do you overcome? Life of faith is overcoming. Any trial come, any test come, by able, by true father, by even true mother, by even true children, by material, by woman. Kind of a trial and test come. That's why you need to make sure you must have the conviction and spiritual experience and the evidence through the principle that cannot be denied even, even if tries to deny that true parents are the Messiah. That's why you need to have an absolute conviction. Divine principle is eternal truth. And then you need to have the spiritual experience. I cannot deny Father Moon, Mother Moon, they are the Messiah. You need to have that kind of conviction. And no matter any kind of trial come on the way, I can overcome it. But you are still doubting and disappointed. And then Satan is a chance to attack you and invade you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come. You belong to me. Even senior blessed couple follow 30 years and 50 years and 60 years at the end. Because of the mother's leadership, someone disappointed and then do not come to church anymore. Oh my goodness. Even God sometimes ignore people in order for them to grow. He took the wife away from Abraham. Can you imagine? And tried to Abraham to offer Isaac the son he had acquired after 100 years. My goodness. God bless Abraham and Sarah. Okay, I will give you a son. And they, they got the, got the, the, the Isaac after 100 years life. And then God all of a sudden asked them to offer, you know, his only son. Can you imagine? As a bond offering. Why is that? It was God who wanted to see how Tara the center was in the motive Abraham had in the first place. Next. Hello? The reason God tests mankind's faith. Oh. Okay, please. Yeah. The reason God tests mankind's faith. God sometimes coldly tests people in order to motivate them more. Before Satan can accuse them, God put such a test on human beings. He did so with Abraham to see the result, then said, Now I know that you fear me. We all have trials. There are trials through the person I hate, and sometimes there are trials through the person I trust. Sometimes it's an ordeal from someone I admire. Look at Jesus testing the Canaanite woman. Jesus put her to the test to see if her motives were thorough. How surprised God must have felt when Abraham actually offered his son Isaac as a sacrifice after being commanded by God. God confessed in surprise. Now I know that you revere me. <laughs> Amazing, right? You know, even Jesus, when he crucified on the cross, God denied. But Jesus of faith never changed. You know, when a true father discovered divine principle here and then, he gone through all kind of a test, denied by some spirit and senior other and saints and sages. And then most difficult things in at the end, even God denied him. But the father unchanging faith and even convinced God, logically, artistically, God at the end surrender. <laughs> God tests our faith. So 
through Abel or through the center, God ignores me or gives me a, a, an incident in which I have no choice but to feel sorry for myself. It's just like Jesus ignored the Canaanite woman. God sometimes coldly tests the people, you know, to motivate them more. Before Satan can accuse them, God put such a test on human beings. He did so with Abraham to see the result then said, now I know that you fear me. There are many trials and tests in our course of failure. There are trials through the person we hate. And sometimes there are, uh, there are trials through the person we trust. Sometimes there are trials from someone uh, we admire. How surprised God must have felt when Abraham actually offered his son Isaac as a sacrifice after being commanded by God. God confessed when really Abraham offered his only son Isaac. Even God so surprised. Wow, this guy really want to kill his son? Really want to offer? That's why God surrender and confess in surprise. Now I know that you reveal me. I confess that from now I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. Oh my goodness, surrender. Because of absolute faith. Do you have that kind of absolute faith in true parents or not? Do you have that kind of absolute faith in, in true mother? Yes or no, my brothers and sisters? How can you separate between true father and true mother? You cannot separate your mind and body. You cannot separate father and mother. You need to absolutely believe in true parents. When you start have that kind of motivation first, and then until the end, keep absolute faith, no matter what. Never betray to a parent, right? The reason why God gives a human test is to refine our faith. Second, to free, uh, free us from the Satan's accusations. And third, to grow ourselves. My brothers and sisters, today I talk about the reason God tests humankind. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> wow, today's morning devotion, so powerful. So powerful, yeah. And thank you, Dr. Young, for, for sharing, especially just the point on to free us from Satan's accusation, even someone you admire so much can test you. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Young, for today's morning devotion. With that, we're going to go on to our living testimony. And today, we're going to he go to uh, Indiana Family Church. We'll have their pastor, Hebanja Kisile, share a little bit about their young couple's ministry. So I'd like to welcome up Pastor Hebanja. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Dr. Young. Hebanja! Yes, Dr. Young. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, such a profound teaching this morning. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Okay, uh, I would like to share a little bit uh, of our journey of taking care of young adults and uh, young couples in Indiana. So that's my testimony this morning. And yeah, so this is our community, a picture of our community. It's a beautiful community. In my eyes, the best community uh, ever. Uh, so we we are so proud to uh, to pastor this community. There is everyone in here. It's very colorful, and all the generation and are present. So we are very happy uh, with our community. So. But uh, so uh, I wanted to share a little bit about our journey here. Uh, so uh, I I was appointed as the pastor here in August of 2021, and, and so yeah, coming coming in yeah, a first challenge that uh, we uh, I really faced, and my wife joined me 
was really how to engage young adults and the young families. That was a, a, a big challenge. And I, I think many communities around the country can relate to this. Is And so together with the uh, brothers and sisters here, we started praying for young adults and praying for the young families to come. Um, I think I remember there were times where we only had maybe uh, five, four or five young people at church. And it's really felt uh, kind of lonely and hopeless, hopeless for the future. Uh, but we, we began to pray for uh, the young adults uh, to come and the young families. Is And as we prayed, uh, kind of it came clearly, it came clearly to us as we were praying and God was saying to us, take care of the ones you are first. That's right. It's like it, it felt, I think what, what, what I interpreted is really that we were praying for those who were not there while not really investing on those who were there uh, with, with us. So it came clearly that we had to start taking care of the young adults that we had at the moment. So so we started sharing vulnerably with those who were, were there with us and we started listening to them. And also we started following up on our conversations and if they shared their hearts on something, really we made it a point to follow up on that conversation and see the way the way forward. So through, uh, through our sharings, the idea of starting a, a book club or a small group group came. So uh, we started, you know, a, a, a young adult uh, book club where, uh, at, and through, I'll share a little bit more about what we, we, we read, but through this uh, little group, group, uh, small group, we, we started seeing kind of uh, a deepening of our connection as young adults and as a community. We started having more and more honest and deep sharings and we started to develop our friendship with one another. But most importantly, we're having, we're having so much fun. This is a picture of our most recent uh, uh, Young Adults Book Club. Uh, but we're having so much fun. And I think the initial intention was just to meet for one hour and a half. But there were days where we, we were together for like four hours or five hours. Sometimes we went up to midnight and just talking and sharing. And so we really felt slowly, slowly we started to become closer and closer uh, and really understanding each other's situation. So, so what, uh, so what we decided to read was very, very simple. Uh, kind of our heart was to inherit the, uh, from the first generation and grow deep appreciation for their journeys with God and true parents. So there is about, I think, maybe 66 memoirs written by the first generations. And we decided this is a, a good thing for us to do. Oh, so we, we buy their memoirs and we study them together uh, and share and share uh, based based on that. So right now we have read uh, Mark Anderson's memoir. Uh, this is a first uh, generation. I think he lives in Arizona. Uh, and this was a good experience for us. And at the end of it, we invited him to join us for a Zoom meeting and he shared his experience with God and true parents and and how, how, uh, how much how much uh, meeting true parents has transformed his life. And now we are currently reading uh, Nora Spurgeon's uh, memoir uh, together. Uh, so this is this is really uh, uh, moving, uh, moving and inspiring for our second generation and to uh, to do. But I really feel we also get to support the first generation by buying their uh, their memoirs and supporting them. And um, so, so now we are using the same approach for our young, uh, young couples. We have uh, this is a growing, a growing demographic in our community. We have more and more young couples. Uh, this year alone, so we we had five commitment ceremonies. Is and so, so we have five couples receiving the blessing this year. So we are very excited. So we felt we really needed to start taking care of these uh, young couples in our community. So we started a separate small group for uh, our young couples. Oh, and so what we are reading is Debbie Gallery's uh, book. So small steps to bigger love. 
have. And this is really a practical guidelines to relationships as a spiritual practice. And we are very fortunate that she, she, she and her husband moved here uh, to our community. And so she can join our small group. So we meet bi-weekly. So she can join us and we can learn from her, from her and Really, so this has been a, a really good experience for our young couples. But also, it's kind of, a, we, we found this to be a good witnessing tool because, as you can see, the couple that we have uh, right here at the bottom right is, is not a member. They are a guest couple that uh, we have invited and, and they join they join our young couples club. They, they've been married for one year yeah now, but they are finding they are finding a lot of spiritual guidance and support for their marriage through our uh, our young couples small small group. And now they are very very excited because they keep asking, "Is it okay that we invite our friends?" We say, "Yeah, please please do invite your friends." So we are finding this to be a good witnessing tool as well, and it's very simple and practical for in a way for people to connect to our teachings on uh, marriage and blessing. So really, our hope is to guide them to receive the blessing in very, very soon. So, so that's that. Uh, so, uh, like I shared, we had five uh, five uh, blessing candidates this year. Yeah, but with our young couples small group, we feel so confident that yeah, we have a way of taking care of these couples after after the blessing. So when they come back after the blessing, there is something for them to plug into or, and receive spiritual nourishment as uh, as a couple. So we we have that confidence through uh, this uh, this small group. Group. So I wanted to share just a few testimonies from the couples uh, uh, joining the small group. group. I'll, I think I'll just read the highlighted uh, ones. So the young couples group has been a wonderful experience for me. Each time we meet, not only do I get to share about how I'm doing with my relationship with my significant other uh, and check in with each other, but I can also learn and read about ways to create an even deeper connection based on the advice and support I get from the discussions. I think constantly allowing myself to go deeper uh, each week has been very meaningful. Then uh, through the young couples group, I've been able to increase my awareness with how I relate with my husband. And it has given us opportunities to discuss topics that we wouldn't take the time to discuss otherwise and brought us to challenge ourselves to make intentional efforts toward our relationship. Just having a space where we can share vulnerably and hear honest thoughts from other like-minded couples uh, has been a great experience for the both of us. And yes, the husband said, uh, despite being married for three years, the interactions we, uh, with other young couples at varying stages in their relationships reveal the uh, striking similarities and shared challenges we all face. Through this collective exploration of our journeys, I not only discovered a sense of comfort and support from my fellow peers, but also a newfound interest and joy in understanding my relationship with my wife at a deeper uh, level. This gathering served as a reminder that no matter where we are in our romantic partnerships, there is always room for growth, exploration, and the forging of meaningful connections with others who share our experience. It's the last one. My husband and I have learned practical tools that have helped increase our communication tremendously. All the while, we've made amazing friends and I've learned that we are not alone. It's been an honor to reflect God's kingdom in the comfort of Pastor Bangers' home. So we, Grace and I, host this at our house. I was being newly married. My wife and I knew that a community such as this one would be essential by the grace of God. So this is the, great, uh, the, the guest couple 
by the grace of God, we connected with uh, an incredible couple, introduced us to another, uh, to other awesome couples, all who are now our friends. This group has created a safe a safe place for uh, where we can discuss accomplishments and challenges within our couple, pray for one another, laugh together, improve how we communicate with our spouse. Okay. I feel the young couples group gives my couple much needed perspective when it comes to our challenges. It helps me to see that our issues are not unique and it also helps to see the challenges and possible solutions more clearly when there is a group of people to share with. Several times I have left the meeting feeling validated about how I feel, compassionate towards how my partner must feel and hopeful that we can come to a resolution. And so, and of what we have learned so far is that prayer does work when we sincerely pray for or uh, kind of what is it that we want and we are very clear and intentional about it. It does work. Like we, uh, we have also found that God works where there is a sincere desire to improve. When we are constantly seeking to, uh, to improve, God works. works. And then continued give and take leads to growth and development. So these are the lessons that we have learned that I wanted to share uh, with you this morning. And so thank you. Wow. Thank you, Hebang for your really incredible sharing. Yeah, that is a really great hope. And I really also very much appreciate your wife, Grace, and really your shoulder good mother. Now it's time to show after you you need to you need to you need to have a baby you you need a god need to have grandchildren need to show to, to have any parents and true parents thank you so much hebangja kamsamida say hello to your wife grace <laughs> yeah thank you pastor hebangja just for sure the initiative together with uh, with grace and and all that you guys are doing there for the young couples and community thank you you tested mm. by material chapter two, mm. able, even from you know father and, and from even a mother and true children. How we, we need we need to overcome anyway, you know. And father said, "Ah, uh, you have how much help? How much you are create opportunity tested by true father, true mother." I don't have because I am true father. We are true parents. We don't have that kind of test. But you are lucky guy, tested by true father, true mother. You are lucky guy. You tested by true children. You are lucky guy. I don't have that kind of experience, father said. I tested by heavenly God many, many, many times. And then finally I overcame. Wow, that is really great. 